Hands off parenting. It's just hands off parenting. Put that down. Don't touch that. Stop it. Where's the line? All right, we're we're ready. We're rolling. Yeah. Okay. Hi, I'm Abby. I'm Steph. <laughs> this is Hands Off Parents. This is my most enthusiastic because we have an awesome guest. Yeah. And Nyala Wright Nolan. I met you a couple, I don't want to say like six years ago. It feels that long yeah. ago, but I, yeah. I guess, you know what, you're right. It was about six years ago. Yeah. I think that was 2010 when I started working at the Houston Arts Alliance. Yeah, so yeah. you were there doing some great stuff with them, and then you left, and you're doing some events on your own. Yes. Um, but more importantly to us, you are a parent. I am a parent. I'm a very lucky parent. I have a two-year-old daughter, Madeline Coco, and I am two months pregnant Whoa! with my second child. So. Congrats. Um, in light of recent events that have happened um, over the past few weeks now, I guess like two weeks almost. Or like the whole, or the, our lives. Yeah. <laughs> and our Good lives. point. Good point, Steph. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Um, we wanted you to share some insights with us. Because you're black. Yeah, right. let's throw that out there right away. Now, I don't know these women, but I am black. And they called me. <laughs> Literally just found you on the street. Oh, God. Be the resident expert. So glad I got that right. Yeah. <laughs> no, all jokes aside, um, I was actually really excited to have the opportunity to come and speak with you guys today because I think we all feel like we want to do something, that we want to be a part of a solution, we want to be a part of a community effort, you know, we're not all able to protest, you know, we're parents, and um, I think for us, the, the first reaction is, what effect does this have on my family and on my yeah. kids, and how can I be a part of the solution right yeah lead lead towards a solution is if there a solution <laughs> i know right oh yeah, absolutely there has to be <laughs> at least steps towards a solution i think and well and i think that that's been kind of the reason that there's been the the massive response um societally that we've seen um you know, one thing that people say over and over is that the reason that this um, this issue is now um, in everybody's hearts and minds is that technology has enabled it to be so. So, yeah. whereas you already mentioned, uh, incidents like this have been taking place um, since the beginning of our country. Um, right now, uh, it's never been so prevalent and it's never been so visual and it's never hit so close to home. Right. Yeah. Because I, I was going to say, like, this feels so much worse. Like, something has really gone awry, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but I guess it just seems so much worse because I'm white. And it's like in my face now, yeah. in a well, way it's that in your like face now. it in yeah. like in a way that I haven't had to acknowledge, right? From my position of privilege, right? I think yeah. that's that's the the good way to describe it. Like it's so in your face, it can't be denied, right? Yeah. And I think that you know, I have had tons of fantastic interactions with white liberals. And, you know, they deny, that have denied the existence of racism in our country. What? Um, I know, I know, you wouldn't like, believe it, why? but it's absolutely true. Well, you know, I think that uh, white privilege is, is a one way that we've been kind of entitling this, this phenomenon. Yeah. And it's some people, they just refuse to believe that something like this um, 
could happen, is happening, or has ever happened. And I know it sounds crazy, but it took video. I mean, it really right. took video. video. I mean, like, and it's so in, clear. Yeah, it's so clear. clear. I guess. There's no, there's no, like, we can't, we can't, like, manipulate this situation or, like, you know, this argument, like, well, we don't know all the facts. Yeah. You do, right. actually. You're watching all of the facts. Right. Yeah. But, but then they like to interject with things like, you know, oh, the gentleman was a convicted felon. He shouldn't have had a gun. Uh, things that are completely irrelevant to what we're seeing what right before us. Yes. Exactly. There's definitely stuff you want to dig into, as any person does. In any situation, you want to learn the background. Absolutely. But just visually what we've seen, it's like, well, it's how enough. are you going to argue about? It's yeah. enough to say that this is a systemic problem in our country yeah. Yeah. and that uh, we're actually way past the point of no return. And right. so, you know, I, I hate to quote something so funny, but Why? if anyone has seen Two. Ted 2. I have not, but I really want Well, to. you know, the Ted 2 is a struggle for Ted's civil rights. <laughs> you know, he's a magic bear. And the question becomes, is he, is he, can he be a citizen? Can, can he be afforded the rights of a citizen, of a human being? Okay. And, um, you know, his lawyer makes a really great point. Um, she brings up Dred Scott and she says that, you know, all of America's great decisions, we figure out a hundred years later. Oh yeah, slavery's wrong. Right. You know, but that's, that's again, the privilege. So we can look back a hundred years ago and say, oh yeah, that was so wrong. That was so bad. Like that wasn't us. Right. I mean, yeah. we can completely disavow all yeah. responsibility yeah. and all ownership of our own country's history. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and so when I say that liberals can still deny racism in our country, it, that's very much it. Um, yeah. They can definitely say that that's of the past and it's not a problem now because it's not right in front of my eyes. And saying, I'm not racist. Right. right. I mean, the old joke, like, I have black friends. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, that, that, that whole joke... I think is so funny because it's hilarious. <laughs> um, because, like, it's not enough. It's not enough to just say, well, I don't teach racism to my children. Yeah. But, but what we've been reading in these articles, we've been reading these articles that we will post on the, on the site, that you have to be proactively right. anti-racist. Exactly. It's not enough just to go, we're all equal. Exactly. Yeah. Because that's... Because I think we grew up in this time of... Um, Everybody's equal. We're all we're all the same. Right. So we, 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 there's no difference between this skin color and my skin color, and and I think that everybody believe. Well, not everybody no. at this table. We all believe yeah. that, right? And and you know, but the reality is, is you know, we can get into the images that we see on TV, right? You know, the American standard of beauty, yeah. And, and you know, does it look like a little black girl? You know, right. it didn't for a really long time. Totally. You know, right. I got a very exciting text message from my uh, sister-in-law today, and uh, but Mattel and Barbie have just released the uh, Gabby Douglas Shiro doll, and that's to follow Misty Copeland and. Some other people that they actually who aren't black. I'm like I don't remember the white ones, but yeah. <laughs> for us, it's like hey, it's super exciting that not only is Barbie not just a, a chocolate dipped version of, totally. of the Barbie, blonde doll, yeah. but they're actually identifying real life present day sheroes yes. for little girls, black, white, Asian, Latina, That's awesome. to identify yeah. with and, and idolize and emulate. Yeah. I I actually had this experience of trying to find a doll that had hearing aids. 
because oh. I want, you know, like you they want. They don't have one. What a fantastic There's idea. one doll in the world wow. that has them. And really? it's an American doll, American say, Girl doll. American oh, and right. it costs $170. Right. And it's such a nice doll that I can't even give it to her right now. Because right. it's like. Too nice. It's like yeah. made of, you know, like diamonds or something. <laughs> Not a Cabbage Patch doll. No, like, and, and this is like, I mean, I, I follow, see, this is the thing. You yeah. follow what affects you, right? So, yeah. you, you, so, so this is the same conversation. Like yeah. racism hasn't affected me. Right. So I'm not going to follow it. Hearing loss, disability, that affects me. So right. like I'm on Facebook groups. Like I see all this. And there is this awareness of like where are the dolls that represent the kids who have, who are in a wheelchair. Yeah. Absolutely. Who wear braces. Yeah. Leg where braces. Who are they on who, TV? Exactly. On TV are like are non-existent. non-existent. So, you know, like, and, and I, I read this article the other day um, talking, it was like six things white parents can do to okay. address racism or something. Um, and one of the things that really stuck with me is that you can show in your house uh, images of black people <laughs> that are positive. that are positive. Right. <laughs> yeah, like have some have some black dolls. Right. You know, show yeah. like my daughter loves Doc McStuffins. Right. Um, that's one of her favorite TV shows. Um, you know, our 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 dentist is black. Is a right. black woman like these kinds of things? Like, yeah. black people are in positions of power in your life, and they take care of you in the same way that like your white pediatrician takes care of you. And you know, there's just these things that I never acknowledged right. as being part of a solution right. until recently. Yeah. Well, Anything that's outside of the American mainstream, we tend to try and ignore, or we downplay, or we treat as less than until we're forced to To deal with it. You're not, I mean, you're just not like the good old American way. Right. Yeah, and melt right in. Just Just kidding. Except for you, by the way. We were kind of joking yesterday, uh, or Abby and I were talking about how your boys are white boys. Yeah. So they're just like, they've got it made. Right. (laughs) Right. I honestly. Four legs up. about this I mean that the white guilt thing like and I've been reading a lot about that as well and watching excess amounts of Orange is the New Black and there is I mean there's something to it and I feel like as a parent then like then am I projecting that onto them like hey guys because that's even I think that's worse like to be like not to be feeling sure. white guilt. Sure, sure, sure. That's fine. But to feel like <laughs> then I'm going to say to my sons, like, treat these people special and different because you feel bad that you're better than them. Because, all right, am I not saying then? Right, because you're not, not, you don't, you don't want to, like, white knight it. I guess the problem is, is that we have a tendency to um, become incredibly uncomfortable right. Right. when we talk about these things with our children. And so that we tend to maybe whitewash them. Yes. But um boom. Yes. Or we tend to let our anxiety or discomfort be very clear. Yeah. And our children pick up on that. Yep. And so, you know, if it's like mom and dad are awkward talking about, you know, if I there was a black history month commercial on and I asked my mom like what's that all about and she was like oh honey uh, you know uh, black people have had a very turbulent history and now you know that everything is cool (laughs) like (laughs) exactly (laughs) you can so like we'll talk about sex though like with our kids and have a set talk for somebody I had a conversation with somebody a while back that was like imagine you're a black parent and you have to sit down and have the conversation with your kid 
where you're like, um, and at one point people owned us. Like, right. can you imagine? Right, 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 right. So I would love to hear what you think about that. Because, like, I can't imagine having that conversation. Like, we're both Jewish. We like to talk about that a lot. Chayga, chayga. Yeah, like, well, a bunch of, like, Germans, <laughs> you know, <laughs> held our families in concentration. Like, that's all terrible. Yeah. And I'm not downplaying that at it all. It really was terrible. But it, I feel like it's so different than being like, and then people, you know, like, sold and bought us like we were cattle. I'm like, what? Well, I would compare the Holocaust more with, like, slavery. So it's like we, we, we have this history that is terrible yeah. that we do want to communicate to our children as our as as a huge foundation of, of our people and who we are. Right. But the problem is, and I, yeah. I think this is something that comes up quite a bit, is that racism against Jews can be highly positive these days. You yes. know, oh, you guys make all the money and you're running Hollywood. Yes. We, again, privilege. Yeah. Privilege. We, I mean, we don't like you because are... you're so privileged, yeah. you know. Whereas, you know, for African Americans, I think that uh, this there's a continued... Right. Yes. Ongoing, systematic racism in our every in, in in schools, in prisons, exactly. and I mean it's like everywhere. One thing that I'm really going to step forward and say is that you know our children are never too young for these conversations. Right. Um, and even if it does start out very simply, you know um, that that there are races, that we are white, that they are black, and this is the way you know. But how do you people are different? And be, well, because you have to add things like where we may be different on the outside, but we're all the same on the inside, and we all have intrinsic value as you were all human beings right and i think that the the children early on and very naturally will start to compartmentalize categorize because i mean that's the way that we naturally do it that's the way the brain works and i think that's why the idea of proactive anti-racism is so important because it's like if you don't dive into the issue if you don't say hey look it's not about greater than less than it's about equality it's about the human soul the human condition the better my neighbor does the better i do you know we've got to take the focus off ourselves and put it on other people so okay so iris has I guess her her fav, one of her favorite dolls is black, and she the other day. I want you to tell me what I should have done in this situation. Okay, we're gonna do a little how to right now. I the expert. Okay. Um, Be I'm proud, Mama to you. Um, she said, "I want my black doll." I have never said to her, "This is your black doll sure. and this is your white doll." Sure. And I was so like flabbergasted, yeah. and I like looked at Mike like so perplexed and like I had like this aneurysm and like my machine and my brain broke down and I'm like where did she get this she's not even two and a half so like I didn't say anything sure but and that's the natural tendency right and that's the problem so what do I say I think that you know I don't think there's anything wrong with Iris I mean first of all your child is brilliant you know (laughs) like she she has come up with again like she's determined on her own she knows like this doll is black I love this doll I want that one Right. Sounds like a smart girl. Was like a Beyonce doll or something. <laughs> I mean, her mother's favorite doll is okay. Beyonce, so. so um, but she's never, not to interrupt, mm. she's never heard that lately. Like, you have never said. I 
have never said this is your black doll. Sure. sure. No, I think she's got eyes. She knows her colors. Right. And it's a natural connection to make. Or maybe in school, like her... I don't, I don't know. That's, you don't know. Yeah, but, I mean, that's and that's kind of the point, again, that takes us right back to like pro being proactive. Right. Um, I think that what I would tell her is, is that her black doll is beautiful, mm-hmm. and maybe it's time to give her a name. Because I bet the baby wants right, a name. Right, right. Yeah. You know? Right, right, right. And, and, and that way is a way for you to start, um, you know, you give give the doll humanity. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. And, and because that's, that's so great. what it all comes Never down to, you know? But yeah, like, I, that makes so much sense. Because I was going to say, like, how do you, I, I want to do what you're saying, but I don't know how do you talk to your two-year-old about race and that's like that's the way to do it but I think that it's something that we've got to talk about like just like we would talk about like um, bullying or or, I mean but not even to use that example a better example would be just like we use like if you were saying like okay like today we're going to talk about the alphabet it's very important hun I want you to learn your alphabet like so we're going to sing it together it's it's repetition, it's education, it's positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. And again, like, you know, when you say, like, you know, she said this, I freaked out, I kind of almost had an aneurysm. <laughs> it's she can what pick up on that. What we really have to <laughs> right. avoid is the anxiety sure, yeah, sure, and sure. the discomfort. I'm afraid to talk about race. I yeah. am. I'm I can tell. It. I'm afraid to talk about it because I, like, I'm so afraid of offending somebody. Well, and I think, again, the privilege comes in. You haven't had to talk about it. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, you know, this right now, right here, is a similar situation for me, but it was worse when I was in college. You know, I went to Sarah Lawrence. You know, it was probably, I think. Whiter than white. Whiter than white. You know, and tiny. You know, there were, like, 20 black people, and we were, like, 8% of of the school's population. Right. You know? And um, unfortunately, because it was such a liberal setting, what that turned into is that we were supposed to be, you know, the spokespeople for our race. Sure. Right. So it was like, why this? Why that? And, you know, yeah. how do you think about this? And, right. you know, blah, blah, blah. Getting you asked know? to be on But, I mean, shows. on the same end, it was still people who were like, you know, oh, no, you guys are always running around, you know, talking about inequality and race, and it's just not about that, and you guys are the problem. I right. mean... It's it's everywhere. No, like I definitely think like I'm the problem. I think we're I think we are the problem. problem. Like we're totally the problem. It's not. It's not. I I just. I guess I just feel like um, whatever we've been doing, which is to just be like we're all equal, is not working. Yeah. And so like, what can I do right now? Well, I can have a conversation with a parent who is black, and we can talk about it face to face. And I think that's. Like what we wanted to do, yeah. We're like, what the f do we do? And like, I have we, no doubt that it, that's yeah. already a lot more than a lot of people are, are going to do. And, and, and unfortunately, right. that's just kind of the truth. If I'm jaded, you know, so be it. But I mean, as a black person in America, this just ain't our first rodeo. Sure. Right? So right. the problem is, is like you know, at, in your 30s, ladies, like now it's an issue. Sure, sure. You know, and yeah. so like, thank God that I guess because um, the only way I think it's going to get any better is that if people do have these wake up calls and do make these efforts to become a part of the solution, become a part of the dialogue. Yeah. Um, and so you know, I do applaud you on that, and just so that you know. We all stay on the same page. I think it's just as important for me to say that, you know, better late than never. But, you know, in order to really make, I think what we're trying to do is is be the generation that actually affects change. Sure. It's definitely one thing to have these these 
you know, watershed moments, you know, and, but you know, what's it going to be like next year, you know? And I think that's, that's the call to action. That's where you guys really have to challenge yourselves to stay active. The news cycle does not help us. I mean, it helps in a, in a sense that it's brought a lot of this to light, but it also is like, and what's next? Like shiny, pretty, and I'll point on this now and I'm done talking about this again. And, and I mean, and I, and I think our system like as a whole is just so broken. I mean, yeah. I just think it's like we just need like a giant do over button because you know, like the the mass shootings, the Democrats like sitting on the floor of the house, you yeah. know, because it's, it's like it does nothing, right? Like it, it doesn't, nothing. it does not matter. Like right. truly, when those children were killed in that classroom and nobody did a fucking thing about it, right? Like at that point. It was like, well, if they're not going to do anything about a bunch of, like, white kindergartners, right. then, like, if a bunch of gays in, in Miami and black people right. in Charleston, yeah. like, certainly nothing's going to happen there. Right. You know? Where is the wake-up call? The w- See, but I think that's what I'm really trying to get at. Like, the wake-up call is people who, who, who haven't been shot, who haven't had, you know, a family member killed, who aren't black who, you know, vote, who pay taxes to actually get off their asses and do something. You know what I mean? Because the reality is, is like, I really was impressed by some of the demonstrations last year by Black Lives Matter. Sure. They're shutting down cities. I was impressed. I was like, they, for the most part, from what I understand, were horrifically peaceful. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And Um, organized. I mean, I think that's a part of it. There's so many people that are angry about so many different things. Yeah. And that is very similar to what happened during civil rights and why, like, there was all these splinter issues and splinter groups. Sure. And now people have, like, the opportunity to write whatever the the hell they want yeah. on their stupid Facebook page <laughs> and it's 800 people are going to like it and yeah. share it. Well, but I think it's one thing again, like to sit at home and Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, um, we need these things passive to activism affect yes. our voting, um, on the national and the local yes. level. Um, I think that we need to be more political as a, as a society. Yeah. Um, I think that for the most part, we're only political, like around the elections and look where that's gotten us. I mean, I had the experience last legislative session of trying to get a bill passed in the Texas legislature. And I learned more during that process Mm -hmm. about the absolute like ineffectiveness of government than I ever had in school. I mean, it was like, number one. The governor, the president, these people are not the ones that are making change. Right. The, the people that you elect on a local level, your representatives are the ones who are making these decisions. They are the ones that are on the committee. They are the ones that are sitting on the House floor deciding what bill gets heard and what bill does not get heard. And it was just like I made it my part-time job to call people all day long and yeah. email. I had their chiefs of staff like on speed dial. And you know what? Nothing happened. Because I live in the state of Texas, and because the only fucking legislation they passed last last session was, like, one law about abortion making it, you know, even harder, and uh, open carry on on college campuses. Of course. So, like, (laughs) I mean, I was trying to get hearing aids covered for children, and that couldn't happen, but we can carry guns on college campuses. So, it's like... Even though nobody wanted it. Right. Nobody. Well, and and we're on a merry-go-round of, you know, this, this seeming 
seemingly democratic, you know, system right. that um, really people are, are, are unempowered, they're disenfranchised, and they're voiceless. Yeah. And so, you know, but how long is that going to be okay? Because, I mean, I don't know that um, I have some kind of brilliant political strategy to, like, fix the government or that anybody does. Why are you but I don't, I know, right? I, <laughs> I have all the answers. <laughs> I, like Beyonce, know it all. Um, she does know she it knows all. It all she know. is all knowing. We call her. Um, no, but seriously, like, I call her. I mean, she is my friend. How she is many your friend. generations of Americans are just gonna like idly let the government, you know, remain as it is? Because like, Texas could be blue if everybody would get out and vote. Like that's oh, I the thought thing. If, like a bunch of Democrats moved here. No, I feel like if all, if all like the every minority vote in the state of Texas sure. would get to the polls, sure. like it would the tide would would turn. It's just like I think that is how people can be active. But like I vote my fucking ass off. It's yeah, not. But you'd be surprised yeah. how many young minorities, and I'm not even saying just black, because I've heard this from all kinds of people who say that voting their vote doesn't matter. Yeah. Right, that the system is set up the way that it is, and that their vote doesn't matter. I mean, I don't understand the electoral college. If I somebody would either, write in and explain that to me, I ask so many. I people. cannot I understand it. To tell me what it's what all about. is it? Yeah. It's like the housing mortgage like industry. Like it's actually designed in a way so that you feel stupid, right. and then that way you're disenfranchised. Totally. Yeah, but I mean, it's true. Yeah. But that's a part of race. Like, just to segue back around, guys. <laughs> so that's a part of racism. I, well, I think it's a part of a language lot language barriers. Yeah, and the, 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 our forefathers wanted to remain in power forever, and they set up a structure that was going to, you know. So mm-hmm. even as women, I don't think you guys should really sit around feeling as though you know you're okay or that you you have a voice either. Oh, I, I don't. I mean, in a, in a step, but based on your experience, I mean, you, you've already kind of witnessed that firsthand. But this all sounds very depressing. Like, yeah. So let's, mm. as parents, it does. as three moms here. Like, you are like, pregnant. Yeah. You are pregnant. And, like, yes. I, my husband and I, you know, have the conversation, like, you know, once a month. Like, do we want to do this? <laughs> and I'm giving and, kids away. Right. right now, so and I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to have a child in this world. Like, I feel so, it's so, but... I think what I continue to say, though, is that we've got to take our, our blindfolds off, ladies, because yeah. we, 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 we feel like we don't understand. We feel like we don't have any power. We try something. It fails. You know, so we're back to square one. And, and what I'm really trying to say is until we actually feel empowered, until we actually gain strength in numbers, until we actually... Um, just like you said, you're like, oh, you know, Texas could be a blue state, right? Yeah. It's like, if everyone voted. Well, it's like, yeah, well, if everybody, like, joined hands and kumbaya and said, we're not going to take this anymore, right. like, and it's not just a group of black people or a group of college students that right. people can easily dismiss. I yeah. mean, we're, look, ladies, we're in the 35 to 45 box. Yeah. But how many 35 to 45-year-olds are actually going to change based on what's happening right now? So what I'm saying, though, is is that I'm not going to give up that that change is possible. Mm-hmm. It's just that we need more people to open their eyes and be a part of the solution. So can we say that what, what we can do as parents is be parents? Yes. And raise our own children to not be colorblind, but also celebrate each other. 
um, and be better people. And better people than we are. Be- not saying that we had bad parents, but... I mean, I, but I'm removing the that first, anxiety, yeah, removing that yes. discomfort with these issues, right. you know, but like, let's talk about schools. Yeah. You know, are, are we active in our kids' schools? I think Steffi and I have both had experiences where we're like, we kind of shied away from problems at our kids' school. Yeah. And really, we're supposed to be the crazy woman. Up, like, and I, right. I don't want to be the crazy black woman right. screaming at my kids' I school. don't want to be the crazy Jew. Right. But it's like, but maybe they it's don't time for us my kids to, to be the out. crazy parents who all yeah. get together and say, this is not right. Yeah. We want we want a multi-cultural curriculum. We want a multi-denominational um, mm. curriculum. We want everybody and anybody to be included. Yeah. We want an environment of equality and inclusion, and we demand it for our children and our nature's future. That's awesome. That just made me. But we talked excited. about <laughs> my all of her president yeah, for the world a little bit. Like, we like, well, thank you. We can do that. I mean, that's what we can do. And even if it's like one by one, it's like what do we want know? change? When do we want it? Right now, at right. some point in the near future. <laughs> no, I mean, not right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep saying it. I think don't yeah. be afraid to be that crazy parent, yeah. especially when you know that you're on the side of right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I do think, like, I do believe strongly and I do advocate strongly for my child um, because I was told just very early on that you have to. Absolutely. Like, you have to advocate for her. Absolutely. Um, I had to learn X, Y, and Z really quickly. Right. You know, like, yeah. you you respond to the stuff that, like... That you... It's part of your self in your and your identity, sphere. right? Yes. 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 So if you didn't have a baby with hearing loss you would not even never give a, i wouldn't give a anything. shit right yeah. i'd right. be like oh i'm gonna like your petition on yeah. facebook and that's all i'm gonna do I, right yeah if i didn't know you yeah. personally i would not have even liked no. your petition on my timeline yeah. exactly yeah <laughs> I get it. you're right. harshing my you know timeline. what i mean I can, and, and I, but i think that that's yeah. our tendency as parents because we are so overwhelmed we're so inundated and we, 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 you know, we were like, I could focus on one thing at a time, but right. I'm trying to get through today. Right, yeah. But, you know. Not change the world. Right. You know, and I think that we just, we've got to get to the point where it's like, it, you know what? God damn it. It is my responsibility. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, 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 and unfortunately, or fortunately, or, you know, some people, we aren't, we don't have the privilege of ignoring or not dealing with certain issues at certain times, right. you know? So, you know, in Steph's case, she's like, my daughter has hearing issues. I, I got to, you know, learn everything I can. And I got to tackle it like head on, you know, and you're not going to be like, Oh, you know, um, embarrassed or shy right. like, to be right. like, Oh my daughter. Has this right. Issue. Cause so that's sorry. what I'm fighting for. Exactly. Yeah. You're going to yeah. be like, look, right. Yeah. My right. daughter is needs to first. sit at the front. Right. You need to look at her when you talk. Exactly. Yeah. And like if you yeah. don't, right. you know. And we all feel that way about our kids, right? You but know? then, like, but then, like, when they didn't do Hanukkah at her school, I was yes. like, um, right. um, okay, I'm not gonna fight that back. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like we pick and choose. Like, this is what I, this is my bottom yeah. line, and I can let that slide a little bit. Right. But I think that's important, right? Like, you can't fight every single battle. You but can't. I think. I'm 
going to have to jump in and say no, but we need to pick these really important battles. Exactly. Because yes. it's like, I, you know, right now we're all living in America and what are we leaving for our kids? Right. You know, because like everything may have been hunky dory for the boys as far as you saw, but like, let's pull that great example of bullying out again. Yeah. They go to school, they they're getting bullied. bullied. <laughs> She's like, they're so cute. They Who's not going to bully them? <laughs> But like, you know, and then, and then what are you going to do? Like, how are you going to deal with it? And what if the school is flippant? Exactly. What if they're like, oh no, it was just a misunderstanding. And you come back and you say, no, no, this, now my, my boy has a bruise. Yeah. What are you going to do? And they say, no, no, no. Because that's happening. Right. You know, there was a little girl who was dragged, you know, a little black girl, private white school, field trip. Someone tied a rope around her neck, dragged her by her neck, and left permanent scars. Now, the mother had already complained several times about bullying. And, and what, I mean, what is the school, what is the school's response in that well, situation? Well, the, they were very, they seem to be kind of, uh, you know, we're, we're keeping an eye on the oh situation God, where, right. you know, it didn't seem like they were really on, as on top of it because it escalated into something, hor- to something just traumatic and horrific and lifelong for this child. Right. And, 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 but like, but that's the reality and and like kids are committing suicide. Kids are, you know what I mean? Like they're running away from home. They're, I mean. And and again, the worst fear is that we wait so long or we have our blinders on so long right. that we don't even know until something horrible has happened. Right. So should we, as parents, so we have to pick our battles, right? We have to agree as parents right now that this is a battle that's worth picking. It has to be fought. It has I agree. to be fought. I agree. Yeah. For me... I was someone that, like, um, was very turned off by the soft segregation that I experienced growing up and continue to experience, like, through my life. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, black people go over here and white people go over here and Mexicans go over there and Asians go over there. So, like, for this awesome, super great melting pot of a country we have, we keep to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And I think mm -hmm. that that's one of the, like, biggest problems that we've got to start dealing with. And I think that's actually easy. Yeah. I would just be proud to have a kid that, like, just wanted to, like, move around. Right. You know, I used to literally bounce around the high school cafeteria from the blacks to the whites to the jocks to the... I mean, but that was was because I didn't want to be in one box. Right. And I thought that my box was actually, you know, just... I felt like I was being oversimplified. It's like, I'm more than just a black person. Yeah. And so, I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that, again, is that these things do start early, and that kids that are more exposed to other cultures and other people are going to be more likely to continue that Mm -hmm. diversification throughout their life. Right. It's the kids who are only used to being around their own kind that are going to be like, Oh, right. You know, like not because it's college too. I mean, I wasn't saying yeah. it to point fingers. Like mm. I teach at the one of the most diverse colleges in the most diverse city right. in the country, and you walk Still. in the cafeteria, and I bring it up in my classes. Like, and all the students are like, "Yep, yeah, absolutely, yeah. we agree." Ours and too. it's self, it's self segregating. It's not it like is. anybody's like, "You yeah. guys all sit at this table." Right. It is. Language, I think, has a lot to do with sure. it. So certainly in Houston, there's a lot of Spanish speakers. You're gonna 
hang out with other people speak right. Spanish. Well, and I mean, let's be honest. I mean, some older generation, some culture. Like, I don't think that there's any problem with a culture saying, like, we value our culture. You know, we, we want you to, you know, uh, some cultures are, are extraordinarily family-oriented. So, like, it, you're raised around a, a large family group, and that's what you know. And those family groups tend to look down on being around others. Right. Get moving out right. of the family yep. group. Right. You know, I don't think I need to call out any anybody. Sure. I think yeah, that yeah, happens yeah. all the time all over the world. Absolutely. But then you notice that when we do have these shootings, they tend to stem from people who were like isolated to their cultures. Yeah. You know, and they may be the neoconservatives of that group. It's not to point out the group, but it is to say that maybe that isolation, that segregation was the problem in the first place. Yeah. Right. And start young. How can, right. Because it's like, then it's very natural. Yeah. You know? Um, and I think that, again, that would be something that would be, that would carry on. Yeah. Because you do, like, whatever's comfortable and normal for you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it's especially about, kids. Yeah. It's yeah. about normalizing. Yes. Really is what it is. Yes. Like, I think that is basically the antidote. Right. For it. Is right. that if my daughter, you know, doesn't, like, totally have black friends, but, like, actually does... <laughs> Right. And, like, has black toys and has black uh, role models on right. television and in real life. Right. Then that will be, like, this – That then it really won't be an issue. Right. right. Then it won't be, like, let's be colorblind. It'll right. be, like, we – it's all part of my world. Right. Yeah. It's all part of my scope. And I think that it's, it's unrealistic for me to say that, you know, um, oh, let's remove the anxiety or, let you know, don't – you know, give wind that this right. is uncomfortable. Well, because, you know, let's say your, your daughter comes and asks you something about sex. Right. You know, or penis. And, I mean, I know I, I have the aneurysm. Like, my daughter walked up to my husband and slapped his penis. And I was like, okay, no more penises. Yeah. Like, I know, I know. Like, right. And so, and, yeah, you know, but I know I have this issue of fear where I'm just like, oh, my God, like, yeah. sex. Ah. Right. And, she's and like, it's going to be exactly the same challenge. Like, I don't want her to be freaked out or, you know, have weird issues about sex. Penis phobia. No, like, or I do want her to have penis phobia. In ways. Like, I want that for her, you know? Please, God. But it's a great example, you know? Because it's like these things are always going to be challenging and difficult to address with children. But at the same time, our ability to conquer our own fears and anxiety pays off tenfold with our kids. We'll put them at ease. Right, right. It's the same thing, like... Like, if my kid is, like, freaking out, which is all, you know, always, or, like, having a temper tantrum or something, and I'm like, oh, I can't deal with you. Like, this is unacceptable. Yeah. Instead yeah. of being like, you're upset right now, yeah. and I'm just going to sit with you through that, and, you know, I'm going to be here when you want to talk to me. Right. And, you know, that is, like, the parenting that I aspire to. Sure. I think I get there, like, probably 40% of the time. Sure. Hey, like, I good. understand <laughs> yeah. that's what I should do. But I'm so fucking frustrated yeah, that absolutely. I can't. Tired. Tired. And just like, like, stop being insane. Well, and this is not a call to be perfect parents. This is a call to be better parents. And, yeah. and understanding what the goal aware. is. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like, you're aware yes. of the goal. Yes. I think that's a that's great it. thing You can't to think do about. it if you don't. And truly, Nyala, when we started this conversation, I didn't know what the goal was. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, we're human beings. We all have to take a proactive, like, role in making our children the best human beings they can be. Mm-hmm. Not the best white Jewish girl she can be, but the best person she can be. She's already She's, that. And, like, she. not to be limited by any of our own, you know, yeah. limitations. Yeah. The baby in your belly. Yes. Uh, I wouldn't hesitate to say that, you know, the the thought of... Having a boy, uh, a boy that, you know, regardless of his biraciality, I know that would always be viewed as as black um, is something that right now, I guess, requires an extra moment of reflection. You know, I've already had to kind of envision myself talking to my son about these issues and it's, it's horrific to imagine what black parents have been going through for ever generations yeah and and that's the thing it's like you know i i've given it some thought and i know that a lot of people are dealing with that issue and if i have to deal with it um it's going to be um difficult and i think it's but i at the same time I don't think that I haven't had any removal from this issue. I've lived this issue since I was born. Mm -hmm. So I know what it is to hear, be a part of these conversations. I know what it is to be treated at least like extraordinarily rudely and disrespectfully by police. You know, I've been in that situation before. Oh, absolutely. So are, are young black men taught to be aware or to fear police, or to or to be aware of everybody. I mean, I think that um, I can't like speak. How will you tell your son? Um, if, get, if he is his son, you know, I think that for me is that it's more about um, educating my kids to make smart decisions about who they're around and what they do. And what I mean is, is like, look, I mean, you could be at a high school party and a fight could break out or, or the neighbor could just decide that they don't like the looks of the kids and call the police. I mean, these things happen all, all the, time. the time. Yeah. You know, I, so I don't think that I, I'm not, I don't want to create the misnomer that like all black parents are like, you know, telling their kids like live in fear and, and, you know, if a police officer comes up, just lay down spread Eagle. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I think that it's Well, after more... watching all the stuff on the news, like I, I wouldn't blame anybody for having no. that conversation. But again, it's, this is something that we live with. This mm-hmm. isn't something that like, Oh, based on what happened yesterday, like now act different. Yeah. This is like, look, this you, is like, you are seen as different. Mm-hmm. You don't have any privilege yeah so don't be running around out there acting like you do because you want to learn that from your parents and not from the police but let me okay devil's advocate Mm -hmm. here so we're saying when we get nervous about talking about race as white people you can see it it's in our body language it's in in the you know our verbal language is telling your black son when you, you know, you need to watch out because white people are out to get you. And I'm not saying that's what you said. Yeah. But, like, is that perpetuating this 
Or is that just like safety? Or is it safety? And it's a question. I don't know the answer. I think it's more about education and more about safety because, you know, like, like I will not, my dad was like, don't hang around black people. (laughs) That was one way to keep safe. (laughs) I don't want to see you guys just, you know, get caught up in all that mess like literally he said that but like well my dad was from 1960s detroit right he saw riots he 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 sat in on campus like he came from a world where when i say like we've been living this for a long time you have to understand like he lived it firsthand he can share his experience he can give his advice you know and his advice was to integrate and what's wrong with that I you guess know? that's what I'm And, and I wouldn't saying, say, but... Because I'm not going to go hardcore like, oh, dad wanted us to stay away from black people. But he did want us to have a wider world view, a wider sure. picture, because he thought that education and success were going to protect us. Because he still may think like, yeah, but that guy was out there causing trouble. Like, my dad's practically a Republican, okay? So, like, let's not pretend that um, just because, you know, you're black or just because you're scared that um, there aren't solutions that aren't at least intelligent, you know? It's like if you don't, if you stay above the fray, if stay home and do your effing homework... You know what I mean? Oh, right, like, right. If you were doing what you were supposed to do, yeah. go get a job, fool. Right. So there's a real practical way to look at it. Yeah. Stay out of trouble is what my dad was saying. But, but like, but, stay but, away from troublemakers. And he was there, not calling black people troublemakers. He was saying, be intelligent, mm-hmm. be in the right place at the right time, not the wrong place at the wrong time. And you have more of an effect on that than you think you do. But what do you, yes, go, go. What do you say about like the statistics that if you are a black kindergartner, mm-hmm. you are going to get suspended? Yep. Like you're a tiny little innocent good like kid. Oh, but my daughter I mean, what, <laughs> like has already been kicked out of of one school by so, by like default. You, right, but she's not like hanging around the wrong people. Like no, how? no, like you know whether whether the issue that that we had with our preschool was because of her biraciality, because of her personality, because of a, you know, um mental disorder on the part of the teacher, which we've all seen these teachers, they're out there you know what I mean, Um, no matter what the actual root of it was I'm still in a world where I have to consider these issues and I have to put my daughter, right now I have to put her in the right place at the right time, so it was like, you know I beat up on myself for not taking her out of that school earlier and when she does go back to school you better believe that I'm going to done my due diligence that I'm going to be like what do how do you guys deal with this that and the other well there's no manual there is no manual. I mean you you were all learning as we go how to to do this I mean that's what Abby and I talk about all the time with with parenting is like I don't know what I'm doing we have no idea what we're doing we're just like trying our best and then like messing up and then trying again and then messing up again and but if somebody is inadvertently putting your kid in a box because of the color of their skin sure. or their socioeconomic status. Like, sure. I don't even, like, that's what's exhausting but to that, me. That but you know what? Out. This is the thing. Aren't, it, like, people are going to discriminate against my kid, maybe, yeah, because of this. Like, her, her disability. Yeah, or, girl. 
Like, like what about like child molestation? Oh, yeah. Can we all go back to this? Like, yeah. As so, a great example. That's the thing. Like predators are out there. Yeah. And whatever the root of their evil is, they are yeah. out there and they're everywhere. So it's not about living in fear. It's not about instilling fear in our kids. Right. It's about knowing awareness. What the hell is going on? Asking yeah. questions. Right. Being an active part of your child's life. Especially when they're too young to speak up for themselves. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I wrote an essay, like, when Iris was six months old about, like, how devastating it all was for us, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know, I'm so... Uh, when, when she was, what, like, a month old, we were handed a packet that talked about all the ways that she would fail, ultimately, and, like, how she would, like you know, commit suicide someday and be, like, academically deficient and fall behind and, Wild. you know, all, all this stuff. She speaks and, in like, in the essay, it was, like, I'm so worried about all of these things related to her hearing loss. I'm also worried that we're going to get in a car accident or that she's going to um, get a horrible disease or she's going to be a victim of a school shooting right. or she's going to be raped behind a dumpster by some entitled white swimmer right. or like right. i mean like what 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 tragedy would you like me to to focus on today because right. because i can focus on so many and In like the i same way. you know it's like <laughs> you know the the issue of like having a black son like that is yet another Yes, it is, but at the same time, it really is no different than any of these others that we're talking right. about, and that's what Fear. I'm trying to yeah. communicate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, again, the more we look at it as different, then the more other people treat it as different, right. and then then nothing ever changes. Yeah. You right. know, it's yeah. like, look, we, there are a list of a thousand and one fears, horrible for our things children. that can yeah. happen, and you know, we know that we're not going to like sit there and like freak out our kids by scaring them with all these awful things that can happen. Right. But we do know that as they grow and mature and experience things that we're going to try and have this level of communication with them yeah. that prepares them for the real world. Yeah. And, and and to make them, like Abby and I talked about this last week, or the week, I can't keep up, about empathy yes. and about like being able Good to put people. yourself in another person's shoes Absolutely. and to know like, that their experience is valid and I need to try to understand where they are coming from and that that is how we can reach out to one another and, you yeah. know, because that's the thing. Like, I, I just, I understand that terrible things have happened to me and will continue to happen to me. Like, I, and and same with everybody sitting at this table. It's like, I, I, I can't imagine a person I'm not empathetic to this person. I'm not empathetic to the person who's sitting there behind their computer going, <laughs> well, fuck all y'all. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I just don't under... I'm so vulnerable yes. to and so I, many awful things. And I can't imagine like, I that just, that person exists like, even. Like, you, I mean, they exist. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry. Stephanie's cracking me up again. It's like... Like, oh, how? I feel even worse for I don't understand because it. they're horrible people and they are lies. I expect like, that shitty things will happen yes. to me. It's not like I'm like, oh, will they? I'm like, of course they will. I'm living. Like, I, I can't see it any other way. Right. I can't see being a total dick to somebody because I'm like, you have a bad, I have a bad, right. we all have a bad, we're right. all fighting our own battles. Right. I don't I know. To, I will move this into the not a good direction. I started with a horrible person, like horrible, made my life miserable. I cried every day at work because of this woman. Um, her husband was unfortunately 
How's this going to end? Let's try to fill in the blank. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> no. Oh. Mel Gibson. No. <laughs> but That's a good one there. Donald Trump. Closely <laughs> unattractive. Okay. Very close. And one day I said to myself, you know what? She's got to go home and sleep with that guy every <laughs> night. And I got to feel bad for her See, for that. Was... And that's why she is such a bitch to me well, every and I day. Hate to say it. And that's, I don't know if that's applicable to the story it at is all, because... but I feel a little bit. But you've kind of led me to like a very simple idea that I really try and keep in mind um, when I think about educating my kids. And it's just karma. Like, I believe in karma. We just talked about this last night. The the golden rule, folks. It's like, you know, if we all just treated someone the way we wanted to be treated, like, everybody did that, the world would be just an extraordinarily different place. It's so simple. It really is. It's not, it is, we spent an entire episode talking about this, like, so we won't bore you with it anymore. But, like, that is, yes, that is my entire philosophy. Like, Just don't be a dick. Well, and the thing is, is we've <laughs> exactly. all lived long enough to know, like, look, I know, I'll put it this way. I know when I put an extraordinary amount of energy and effort into something that it bears fruit. Yeah. Um, True. You know, like, I have no idea how to be a good mom, but I know that when I spend time with my kid and I just give her lots of kisses and hugs and tickles, you know, that she's really happy. Yeah. And so I think a part of it is just kind of like, I don't understand like mean people. Like, it's just totally like, I don't even get like what you're getting out of causing all of this drama and angst and uproar, you know, but I see people who function like that. Yeah. Or like murderers. Sure, or great like, like people that will like mass murder people yeah, in the or, middle of a crowd. But I mean, and there you're getting into like severe yes. mental, yes. you know what yes. I mean? But I think empathy and karma are really great ways in which to just tell our kids, like, look, like you have to understand that like this person is a human being just like you. There's no difference. Yeah, and I, I mean, I boy, girl, black, white. I mean, perfect. Uh, imperfect like there's no difference between any of this yeah Yeah. like I just feel like I'm just like Dan Patrick's daughter is gonna have to have an abortion at some point because like like because you like this is how I feel I'm like people who these people who are so like this is the way it is like when it's gonna touch your family Right. Hey, How are you? But historically, and, right. But le- I mean, but historically, let's talk about I don't know Arnold Schwarzenegger and his illegitimate son, or should we go back and talk about the governor of Alabama who right. tried to keep black kids out of school? Oh, has an illegitimate black daughter, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it goes on, yeah, yeah, yeah. and on and on. Let's talk Thomas about or the Jefferson with the Thomas Jefferson conservative. <laughs> Let's talk about the congressman with the most conservative voting records on gay rights is on being gay. Yeah, is on Grinder. They're on Grinder. They're on. Yeah, totally. Exactly. And yeah, their gay porn sites always come to light. Exactly. (laughs) And so let's just let's keep it at that. Like the gay porn is always going to come to light. It's like the big denial. And I think for us, like the great part of this is you live long enough. You tell your kids, like, watch. Right. By the time you're old enough to vote, he's going to be a full-fledged drag queen. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Exactly. Be uh, exactly. You I love know what it. I mean? Like, I love you, it. you'll be buying tickets to his drag brunch. Yeah. Oh, man. That's... And I just think that, you know, <laughs> it's the same thing. I hope it's for 
brunch. <laughs> but it's the same thing with racism. I mean, people that are doing it are self-haters, and they've got issues, and instead of dealing with them, they're, they're hating others. And I think that history is actually a really great tool to use as well, because it's like, hey, we, I mean, let's look at the Holocaust. Let's look at slavery, mm-hmm. and then let's now compare to what's going on now. Yeah. You know, um, people are, there's always going to be someone out there calling someone else, undeserving, unworthy, unhuman, right. you know, and um, for a variety of unfortunately, reasons. you know, the, the, there's evil in the world, and as the good people in the world, we're the white hats, we're the Olivia Popes, Not and the we hoods. gotta go out there, you know what I mean, and, and fight for what's right, you know, yeah. because it always wins in the end. Hope so. Absolutely. Hope so. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this was this conversation won. Woo! Wow. I. <laughs> this is by winning. This time. <laughs> uh, Nayala, thank you. Such a pleasure. So yeah. much. So for great to be here. Coming on yeah. and. and- Maybe you can your come back. Amazing daughter to hang out with us <laughs> and destroy Stephanie's home. Thank oh, you. No, we, <laughs> no, we. It was really clean. Yeah. It was like karmically ready for that. <laughs> I was like, "What? I can see those floors. That is not how right. it's supposed to be." Let co- unleash the coconut. <laughs> so, um, guys, if you have anything to add to this conversation, please add to this conversation. We're trying to open a dialogue. Yes. So I hope the dialogue gets yes. extended out oh, there. Oh, and you guys can follow me on Twitter at Bossy Woman. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. Follow, follow us. us I, which I'm hands doing. Hands off parents. You did yesterday. I did. Yes. Um, yes, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye. You can follow Hands Off Parents on Twitter. Hands off parents, or you can always send us an email at handsoffparents at gmail.com. Or if you look on Facebook, if you're into that thing, you can find us there as well. Hands off parents is Steph and Abby. Mail can. <laughs>